This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, September 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. USDA's Biotech Disclosure Challenge. House to debate USDA amendments. Cage-free USDA. Progress on hunger and Trump on drought. A long-awaited study makes it clear that USDA faces some major challenges in writing rules for digital disclosure of biotech food ingredients. USDA has until July of next year to issue a rule implementing the law that Congress passed last year. The law envisions consumers using their smartphones to scan food labels for the information about ingredients. But the study conducted for USDA by the consulting firm Deloitte says consumers will have trouble using the codes both because of the difficulty of using the available apps and because of inadequate broadband access. The study suggests USDA look into some alternative offline method of disclosure, including the type of text messaging that some transit riders use to get information about train and bus arrival times. USDA also should consider developing or endorsing consumer-friendly apps. Spending amendments target algae blooms, lunch rules. Republicans are allowing debate on 20 amendments to the agriculture section of a massive 8-bill fiscal 18 spending package that's on the House floor today. The amendments include a pair of measures offered by Brian Mast, a Republican of Florida. It's aimed at preventing harmful algae blooms that have threatened his state and others. One amendment would give the Natural Resources Conservation Service an additional $5.6 million to prevent and mitigate farm runoff. Another $2 million would be put into research on the issue. Mast says his amendments are cost-effective solutions to a problem that has caused incalculable damage to our community. Other Florida lawmakers were able to bring amendments to the floor to address threats from citrus greening disease and oriental fruit flies. A pair of amendments would address the school lunch program, once proposed by Representative Gwen Moore, a Democrat of Wisconsin, is aimed at preventing schools from shaming kids whose parents are behind on meal payments. Another amendment introduced by Representative Vicki Hartzler, Republican of Missouri, would kill a provision of the Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act aimed at forcing schools to increase lunch prices if they charge less than the federal reimbursement rate. USDA has been providing an exemption from the rule on a yearly basis. But the School Nutrition Association supports Hartzler's proposal to do away with the requirement altogether. White House raises concerns over ag provisions. The White House Statement of Administration Policy on the Spending Measure criticizes portions of the bill that rejected proposals in the President's budget to slash several rural development programs and international food aid, including Food for Peace. The SAP praises the bill for funding farm loans, broadband assistance, and for establishing a $123 million rural economic infrastructure grant program. USDA tries to go cage-free. One of the first things that Sonny Perdue vowed upon taking the job as head of the USDA was to get people to stop calling the waiting room outside his office as the cage. Other USDA secretaries, including Purdue predecessor Tom Vilsack, have tried to prevent people from calling the glass-enclosed space the cage, but failed. Well, that's not dissuaded Purdue. The area, which is used mainly as a waiting room for visitors, is undergoing a transformation. 
Some of the couches have been replaced with rocking chairs, and a large glass jug with a spigot has been made a centerpiece of the space. Aides fill the jug with lemonade on Wednesday, and a source tells AgriPulse a video is being made for the renaming of the area we're not supposed to call the cage. To complete the old-timey rule motif, Purdue's official portrait has been changed. Gone is the stuffy Washington-esque suit-and-tie photo, swapped out for a picture of Purdue in shirt sleeves standing in a soybean field. There's no word yet on what Purdue wants to rename the area soon to be formerly known as the cage. U.S. hunger rate shrinks. An estimated 12.3% of American households were food insecure last year. That's compared to 12.7% in 2015. It's according to the latest data from the USDA. The change from 2015 and 16 is small enough that it isn't statistically significant. The change could be due to sampling variation. But this continues a trend in the rate since it peaked at 14.9% in 2011 during the last recession. That according to economist Alicia Coleman Jensen. She can't say for sure that the lower rate last year is due to the absence of inflation and food costs. But prior research has shown that food prices do have an impact on food insecurity and lower food prices. Jim Wheel, president of the Food Research and Action Center, disappointed in the latest report. He said, while there has been progress since the peak of food insecurity driven by the recession, it is much too little and much too slow. People are considered food insecure if they have trouble affording adequate amount of food at some point during the year. The latest food insecurity numbers are still significantly higher than they were before the recession. That raises the question of how much lower the numbers can go, given the country's already low unemployment rate. Trump gives to Animal Welfare Group. The American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals is one of the recipients of President Trump's promised $1 million in donations for Hurricane Harvey relief. The ASPCA, which is getting $25,000, has been critical of a number of livestock production practices and is a strong supporter of banning horse slaughter. The group criticized House Republicans for failing to allow an amendment to the FY18 spending bill that would extend the current ban into the new fiscal year. The Red Cross and the Salvation Army are getting the largest donations at $300,000 apiece. Here's today's He Said It. I just said to the governor, I didn't know you had droughts this far north. Guess what? You have them. But we're working hard on it, and it'll disappear. It'll all go away. That President Donald Trump during his visit to North Dakota yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, September 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.